If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings, VSIN, the sports betting network. What'd you do this morning? Mine's an easy answer. I woke up with Josh Applebaum, Morning Bets Pod. And then this afternoon, Market Insights, the podcast. See, the two best podcasts at VSIN. It's not even close. And if you're just getting into sports betting and you want to learn more, the Everything Guide to Sports Betting, go to Amazon, type it in, and that's written by our next guest, Josh Applebaum, at Josh underscore Insights. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Josh Applebaum was cracking, man. How are we feeling? You were just giving my Lions some props. Yeah, Patrick Amal, Dustin, Patrick, once again, you always give me the best intros on VEASAN, so I appreciate you, buddy. But yeah, things are going good. Uh, I was talking about the Lions. wanted to get your take on the Lions. This is a very interesting uh, game here. You know, obviously they're a public play, but uh, this is a team that, again, feels like a team of destiny, feels like a lot of points. We'll have the full breakdown here, but I want to ask you, Patrick, what's it like back home? Uh, if people don't know, Patrick Maher uh, is a celebrity from the state of Michigan. I'm sure hey. you got people hitting you up. Uh, getting your take on the game. Do you have any sharp sources, Patrick, any Des Moines source plays from, uh, from back home? What's their take on this game? I can tell you friends that covered the team said the pressure was last week. It wasn't even the Rams game getting to the postseason. The Stafford angle was very overwhelming, but the idea, and they said they felt some tension around the locker room because everybody knew the lions were a much better football team than Tampa Bay. So that was the pressure. There is no, pre- there are seven and a half point dog, Josh. It just went to, it just added a hook over at DraftKings. There is no pressure traveling out to San Francisco. It's a team that was two and a half to one in the market mid season to win a super bowl. I mean, this is an all-star team in the 49ers. So if the lions travel out to San Francisco, just going to lose they're going to come back home and get a parade so there is no pressure and i kind of like the spot they're in and i think it's re- adding the hook is crazy uh but there is I, I i don't feel great about the game overall i do feel great about both teams scoring just non-stop it's going to be pristine weather but that is uh, right now we're going to have full breakdown coming up but right now that's how i feel josh yeah, I think you raise a lot of great points, Patrick, because like from my perspective here, it does feel like this line's a little high. Seven and a half with the hook, getting a Detroit team that feels like a team of destiny. Remember, they've been laying points in these first couple of playoff games. Now they're back in their sweet spot of being undervalued. You can say, quote unquote, disrespected, getting a bunch of points. They weren't expected to be here. San Fran was expected to be here. So to your point of who the pressure is on, obviously it's San Francisco. But what really trips me up, Patrick, uh, is the fact that the betting market is showing so much respect for the San Francisco 49ers. Because if you look at the current bet splits coming directly from DraftKings, uh, right now you're only getting 34% of bets on San Francisco, but 55% of the money in the line is moving towards San Francisco. They were at one point, you know, minus six and a half, minus seven. To your point, going up to the hook of seven and a half is huge just because uh, that half point can really make or break so many bets across the market. So on the one hand, you guys know, you guys know me by now. I, I try to really stick to the data. It's telling me that's 
San Fran is taking in some smart money. However, what makes this a really difficult handicap is a lot of the factors you were mentioning, Patrick. Like, first off, let's look at Dan Campbell in the spot. Dan Campbell, since he became the coach of the Lions, is the best coach at covering numbers. He's 36 and 17 against the spread, 68%. As a dog, he's 22 and 10 ATS, 69%. As a dog of six or more, he's 11 and 4 ATS, 73%. Also, you look at um, a dog who can score. You know, if you're betting on a dog, and we'll get to the total in a second here, Patrick, because uh, I'm with you on the over, you want a dog that can keep pace, put up points, uh, backdoor cover. You look at the uh, the Detroit Lions here, uh, they are averaging 27 points per game, top five scoring offense. Also, San Francisco is 0-6 in their last six home games, ATS. They typically win, but they don't always cover. And then also the Debo Samuel question here. You know, we probably expect him to play. It would take so much to hold him out of a, such an important game here. But this is a crazy stat that I noticed on Twitter, Patrick. When Debo starts a game and plays the whole game, this year, San Fran is 12 and one straight up and 10 and three against the spread. But if Debo misses the game or gets hurt during the game and can't play the whole game, they're one and four straight up. Oh, and five ATS. Wow. So I expect wow, Debo wow, to wow. play Patrick. But again, if he's banged up or he can't make it through the game, you saw with the Packers, you know, Packers had a golden opportunity to take down San Fran. They couldn't get it done late, but that is just such a huge injury to monitor. So, you know, the eye test and everything, which I don't like to bet on, Feels like plus seven half with Lions is a really good play. But again, the market is kind of telling you there's some smart reverse line movement towards San Francisco. Josh, fantastic statistic on Debo Samuel and the impact that he has on the 49ers. From your perspective, I thought you made a really good point. If you're betting an underdog, you like a team that can score. Is that something that you generally look at? Or is it if you have one side of the ball that's dominant, what's the most important criteria for you when you're looking at a dog, particularly going on the road and catching more than a touchdown? Yeah, Maul, it's a great question. So to me, this is just like a toolbox of making a bet. There's definitely a bunch of different factors here to consider. And one I look at is the correlative situation. Compare uh, what the current spread or side is to what the total is. So, for example, if you're getting seven and a half, this is a high total game. Uh, But if you're a dog who can score, whether it's NBA, it's basically any spread sport, NBA, college basketball, uh, NFL, college football. To me, it's just something someone, a mentor of mine told me a long time ago. If you want to cover a number with a dog, either need a really low total game where points are at a premium or you need a dog to put up points and keep pace. So that would qualify as kind of a check mark in favor of Detroit. But I would say guys, you know, I'm really torn here because you have a lot of systems and angles toward Detroit, but yet it feels too good to be true. And the smart money seems to be on San Fran. So Patrick, I'm leaning hard to, uh, at this point, you know, seeing where it develops in terms of the, the spread, but also I'm looking toward the over, like you mentioned, Patrick, it opened at 50 and a half. It's up to 51 and a half. Basically, the tickets are 50-50. It's not like 80% of bets are taking the over. Currently, I think there's only 54% of bets going over, but nearly 60% of the money is going over. You mentioned it. The weather's going to be great, 65 to 70 degrees, no wind, no precipitation. These are two of the top five scoring offenses. And if you look historically, guys, AFC-NFC championship games uh, since 2004, they're 22-13 and 13 to the over, 63%. So again, hmm. if you're worried about being on a trendy dog versus, you know, being going against the smart money. Uh, I'm leaning at, at maybe waiting it out, but really my favorite play here would be going over 51 and a half. That's great info, Josh. Seriously, Josh Applebaum. And Josh is going deep in his bag for college basketball tonight. He's got to play on Stonehill and <laughs> Long Island. Okay, we'll make sure we get, Long Island. We'll get that in before oh, you yeah. go. Um, before you go, uh, we've been a little surprised. Uh, first off, I want no, I'll save my take on Lions 49ers for tomorrow. I'll just I'll just say <laughs> points, but I'll save my take on the side. A little surprised. Baltimore is up to four at DraftKings and other shops. You can still find a three and a half. Obviously, the key move off of three to the three and a half. Now up to four. Let's talk about this one, Josh. Yeah, so you mentioned it, Patrick, huge development here. Just the fact that we went from basically Baltimore minus three and a half up to four at some shops. So looks like there is some money flowing in on Baltimore. I'm questioning, is it smart money or is it injury based? Because Joe Tooney, uh, the all all pro guard here, uh, there's a uh, kind of a rumor here that he will not play in this game. Uh, and then you have Mark Andrews coming back. I know Pacheco and Sky Moore were banged up. So it does seem like there's a lot more guys banged up or might miss the game uh, on KC versus uh, obviously looking at the Ravens who are pretty much full uh, full strength and getting their great tight end back. So is that the reason why the line just ticked up three and a half to four in favor of the Ravens? However, 
I think this is a time to pounce on KC, guys. I bet KC today at plus four. My angle here is that I don't think you're going to get a better number if you want to sweat K- uh, Kansas City. Does it go to four and a half? I would kind of be shocked by that. Then you could get a lot of teaser liability, and that's just a huge move off the opener. You don't really see, again, this book was this line was at, at three at most of openers. You really don't see a full point and a half off the opener in a playoff game. That's very rare. So I'm kind of betting on the fact that four is going to be the highest number, and maybe we actually see this thing get down to three and a half across the board when we get to game time. But here's my angle. Four is going to most likely be your best number on KC. Uh, KC is contrarian. I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say, hey, KC's a trendy dog. No, they're not. Trendy dog isn't your perception or what people in your group chat are telling you. It's the raw ticket count. So ticket count right now is only 43% of bets on KC. So they are the bet against the public play. Mahomes is nine in one ATS as a dog in his career. It's something that you're hearing all the time, but it's really important. Uh, the Super Bowl he covered as a dog in one outright. Same spot as a dog last week against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, also, look at Sean Smith. Uh, Patrick, you know, we love to get into some referee angles on Lombardi hey. line back in the day. He is the best road ref in the NFL, 60% against the spread. And there's also a telling quote from Lamar Jackson where they asked him about the matchup and he said, quote, I just don't like competing against him at all. Talking about Mahomes. I'm not going to put a ton into that, but I'd love my quarterback to say, hey, you know, it's been tough, but I'm going to get him this time or show some optimism. Is is Mahomes in Lamar's head? Uh, Mahomes is three and one straight up against Lamar. So, uh, Patrick, I learned in the Super Bowl, I will never bet against Mahomes as a contrarian dog. I think four is going to be your best number. They are contrarian and dogs are 60 percent ATS in the postseason since 2017. So I'm putting down KC plus four today. It's a good no. call there, especially with the number not potentially getting to four and a half. Josh, if you could just expand for people that might not be as well versed, why the benefit of taking the four, even though four and a half would be much more beneficial, but it could be detrimental if it comes down from that point. Yeah. So I think you got to look at, you know, where do we move from now? I'm also like, if it gets to four and a half to me, one thing in your back pocket would be, that'll be a great teaser play. Like if you were able to go four and a half with KC up to 10 and a half, go through the seven, go through the 10, that could be worthwhile. Uh, if it goes to four and a half and I'm holding a four, then boom, I made the wrong call. That's bad news for me. The closing line value is going against me. Uh, but again, you know, you lose by four. Think of it. A touchdown is seven. A field goal is three. The difference is four. If you get a three and a half chiefs lose by four, you lose your bet. You get a four. They lose by four. You push your bet again. I'm banking on the chiefs, maybe winning the game, losing by, you know, three or less. Uh, But again, it may not seem like a lot, but it's huge based upon uh, kind of the outcome of the game. Josh, before you go, Stonehill, LIU, you're in your bag tonight. You're in your bag. I'm in my bag, Patrick. I heard a rumor used to be a man about town in Brooklyn. So this one goes out to you, buddy. LIU. Uh, LIU open minus one. So first off, (laughs) this is a low bet obscure game. This is game 306-535-306-536. Nobody wants to touch this game. You can't even find it on your app. Yet smart money's hitting LIU. They open minus one. They're up to minus two. Ken Palm's got them winning by four. Stonehill is 0-14 on the road. Uh, And you also have LIU uh, really short money line price. Only around, I think it's like minus 135 here. So I'm going LIU, Patrick. And Patrick, do you miss Brooklyn or do you like California? No, 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 I absolutely do. I'm literally betting this because this is way too random not to bet. So I'm logging in to bet it right now. Oh, your boy used to hang out on the stoops, whistle at the ladies as they walked by, Josh. Those were the days. You know what I'm saying, big guy? Uh, if only we could go back to those days, Patrick, but they're long gone. Well, you're married. You are married. <laughs> Josh Applebaum, Market Insights, Morning Bets. You're the best, Josh. Thank you. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C. And trending topics on social media. As well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Omaha Steaks since 1917. Damn, long time, and they're juicy. You're going to fall in love at first bite with the tender steaks, the juicy burgers, and air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love it. It's Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash vsin, you're going to get your four free air-chilled chicken boneless breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Damn, big guy. Minimum purchase may apply. Vison, excuse me, omahasteaks.com slash Vison. I'm going to say this to you, Dustin Sweetelson. Mm. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. And, and I mean this, okay, because I'm in a mood. I want you to understand something. Put the, put, let's get the camera on him because I want to look at his dumb reaction when I say this. When is this Jim Harbaugh, if prostate? Just, oh, okay, it's about Jim Harbaugh. If, you, if, you're, if you're just joining the show, when Jim Harbaugh unlocks Justin Herbert, here in Los Angeles with the Chargers, you are not allowed to get back on board. What? Because the idea... I'm sorry, was I finished speaking? This happens a lot on the show. I, I, I have to be able to finish my thought. The idea that you said to Amal and I, okay, proper grammar, because I'm in a mood, that can we quote, can I wrote it down, can we start to question if Justin Herbert is the guy? Then you said, dot, 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 I at least can ask the question, can't I? I'm right from my sheet. Bro, you no longer, when Herbert becomes the best quarterback in the league, just like every quarterback that's played under. I mean, Colin Kaepernick was in the Super Bowl. Okay. Just like anybody that's played for Harbaugh, you are not allowed to say, oh, I knew it. I just knew that he needed Har somebody like Harbaugh or of his ilk. No, you are no longer allowed on the bandwagon. And Justin Herbert, that train has left the station. Okay. That's all. Are you done? That's all. Are you finished? Can I speak now? Am I allowed? Do I have permission? First off, I'm the reason you're allowed to speak on the show. You were started started as the producer, so stop with the attitude with me, okay? Yes, you can speak. Uh, okay. And much like Justin Herbert, <laughs> I was just a producer when you met me. And Justin Herbert is just a below level no, quarterback no, 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 until no, he met no, Jim Harbaugh. No, no, and he, no, no, he just no, needs no, someone no, to no, teach no, him how to be a killer, so how to be wait. competitive, how to get the W's. So Justin Herbert's underachieved and his team stands. Underachieved? They, they you constantly would lose. They constantly lose good games wait. against the better teams of the league. And he gets none of the blame. It's all. Okay. All Brandon Staley. None of it's Justin no, Herbert. No, no, no. How about on those fourth down decisions where Brandon Staley's gotten hammered for years? Maybe Justin Herbert could have made a play or two and his uh, coach okay. would still you're, have you're, a job. You're, 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 you're being ludicrous. Go ahead, Amal. 
Okay, yesterday you said Tom Telesco was the problem because he hired Anthony Lynn and Brandon Staley. No, no, I said he has a good track record of drafting, not a great track record of uh, hiring coaches. So that's Justin Herbert's fault? No, no he, but he hired good, he had good players. Like, a lot of people overcome their coaches. Well, wait, so wait, wait, hold on. As a sophomore, he threw for over 5,000 yards, 38 touchdowns, and 15 picks. He hasn't underachieved. And also, He's overachieved based on what's been given to him. Where are those wins? Where are those marquee moments? Well, their defense couldn't seem to stop Miami, but over four years, he's averaging 4,300 yards Patrick a season. Patrick Mahomes didn't have a defense his first couple of years, still won a ring. Patrick Mahomes is going to go down as the greatest quarterback of all uh, time. You guys are talking like Justin Herbert's the greatest talent of all no, time. No, what are but, you guys okay, talking about? But right now, if you take away Joe Burrow, any guy that's under five years in the league, you take away Joe Burrow out of that equation, to me, the second pick would be Justin Herbert. My first pick would be Jordan Love. Justin Herbert would be the second pick out of any. And most most people would probably take Justin Herbert even over Jordan Love. I've just seen enough out of Jordan Love that I'm fully in. I've never denied the skills are all there, but for whatever reason, his, his teams keep coming up on the other side. He just doesn't have that killer instinct. He doesn't put teams away. Well, Joey Bosa plays on an NBA schedule. I don't care about his teammates. Great quarterbacks overcome that. Patrick Holmes has no receivers this year. You just don't like being wrong. So when the Herbert train is barreling towards the Super Bowl, you're not allowed to jump on it. That's all I'm saying. No, he, you have to we have to continuously remind everybody that you ask the question, is he not the guy? First of all, that's a I put my money where my mouth was. I had a Super Bowl bet on the Chargers this year. You did I honestly you bet a future win. on every single team and every single sport. It was sport. like five so teams, you can't you can't do that anymore. Uh I, I thought the Chargers had the talent to be something. They they stunk. They absolutely stunk. And it wasn't just the defense. The offense stunk, too. I, I just don't understand how George, uh, Justin Herbert gets none of the blame. It's all the coaching. It's all Brandon Staley. I, I, I just I, I think everyone is obsessed with the talent. They're obsessed with the arm strength. And at some point, it's got to be a little bit on Herbert here. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, I don't th listen, you're not wrong and some of it goes on him, but when you look at his numbers statistically, three of his four seasons, he's thrown 10 interceptions or less. He's consistent. Keenan Allen. Has he's a good quarterback. You all talk about him like he's top five. He's a top five talent. He has not performed like a top five quarterback. Okay. All right. I, I'm just staying quiet because you said you wanted to. So that's, that's your argument. All right. I don't know how to, I, I'm going to try to do my best to transition big guy, but you've put me in a mood now. Okay. Because I don't know if you're trolling me or I don't know if you're just trying to dig into your side because you're a prideful person, but it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be quite a show when, when all of a sudden Harbaugh and Herbert are on their way to the Super Bowl and you're complaining because what? But, but I'm right didn't then. see it. But then I'm right, but I'm right too. I just want to throw in one last step. See, no, you can't couch it. You can't couch. You can't have it both ways. I said he, it, it's S. wiring. He, he's not wired that way. Harbaugh is. Harbaugh's going to make him more competitive. Oh, so you're going to say you were right the whole time he needed somebody like Harbaugh he, I see I he's see, been missing see, the killer instinct not the ability to throw the football they scored no, 25 for 5,000 yards how many times has that happened in the in the history of 100 oh, years of it's easy to throw when you're always losing losing quarterbacks put up big okay. passing numbers because okay. they're playing okay. from behind how the running backs do they're, I bet their rushing numbers stink because they're always losing they never run the football well it's no, nothing like having running backs from western Colorado to help your oh offense. he's been a pro bowler we're gonna we're gonna crush Austin Eckler he's Austin, a weirdo Austin, I'll yeah, admit he's Austin a weirdo but he's a good running back yeah he is terrible on the air don't ever book him again now I'm pissed. Don't hey, did worry. you see this, you guys? He, 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 no, he's a donk on the air, Dawson. You know that. I said, don't worry. And his mom, his mom's cool, though, because she follows us on Twitter. Wait, does she? <laughs> I don't know. No, I thought you told me that one time. <laughs> she might. She <laughs> might. I, maybe, I'm giving, maybe I'm giving Austin Eckler's mom too much credit. Suzanne? <laughs> <laughs> Susie, Susie. Hey, did you see this? So it... it Los, whoever runs the, I, I think they call it an admin, whoever runs the Los Angeles Chargers Twitter account right now is on one. And it's so funny. Like, you guys know that picture of Harbaugh where he was interviewed at, maybe it was the national championship game where he had the headset on and he like just looked into the camera like he was lost doing a Harbaugh thing. They put that as their profile picture. And then they tweeted this. 
P.F. Chang's is so good. Why did they tweet that? Because Jim Harbaugh, his wife, Sarah Harbaugh, formerly Sarah Ferguson or Farborn, a part of me, met the San Diego head coach at the time, Jim Harbaugh, in the parking lot of a P.F. Chang's in 2006, just months before Harbaugh jet-setted to Stanford for the head coaching gig. In 2017, the Chargers tweeted, so hungry, need to find my wife and head to P.F. Chang's. Like, there's a history of the Chargers sycophanting over Jim Harbaugh, and finally they've landed him. I I love what's happening right now on Twitter. I don't understand. He loves P.F. Changs, Mark Davis loves PF Changs. How is he not the head coach of the Raiders? <laughs> I don't know. This is the first I thing know. I thought. How is he not the head coach of the Raiders? They could have met at a PF Changs, signed the deal, gotten some money out of a sponsorship. Like it would be the Las Vegas Raiders presented by PF Changs. Dustin uh, Fezix chimes in. LOL. I'm not sure why Dustin is screaming. However, I hunt. Now, here's the thing. Let me just preface this. Anything I say, Fezzik's always going to go the opposite way. He's annoying in that regard. However, he says, I 100% agree with him. I think Herbert is the is borderline a top 10 quarterback. Well, let me just say this about Fezzik. Fezzik has bragged for the 10 years that I've known him that he doesn't know players' names. So excuse <laughs> me if I'm going to leave the talent evaluation to myself and not you, Steve. And secondly, when I need gambling information, I'll come to you. When I need an evaluation of a quarterback, you saying that he's not top 10 is laughable. So go jump on one of your other podcasts and spew that nonsense okay because being on team dustin with justin herbert is not the place to be that's not the train you want to be on thank you that is literally steven you know it from your lips to god's ears your stick i don't even know who plays for this team i just care about the number so don't come in here agreeing with sweetelson and you can't come on the train either or get involved in the party when herbert's unlocked by harbaugh now i'm pissed (laughs) I, I'm, I'm going to come up with my definitive top 10. I'll let you know how close Justin Herbert has to make. If Herbert's not in your top 10, that will be the end of the on-air stuff. <laughs> that means he just made number 10 on the list. I mean, come on, guys. It, you, you don't want to say he's top five. That's fine. If, you, if Herbert's not involved in your top 10, we got we to do something else. Like, get to a guest coming up next. <laughs> This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings annual subscription $199 using the promo code SHARP. Use our promo code daily best bets, betting splits, big game betting guide. It's all there. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, we are efforting. We're going to get them up in a second here. We're going to get Shane Trail. Dustin's always hunting for new handicappers, and Shane, we're going to give him a shot. You know, Fezzik, he did say if you were to start with Herbert, we just got into a fight about Justin Herbert. Of course, Harbaugh now tasked with unlocking Justin Herbert and his immense talent. Talent, Fezzik said Herbert or Stroud moving forward. I mean, yeah, these are arguments you can have. And Jordan Love has entered the conversation, as Amal said earlier as well. It's just he is going to he is going to explode under Harbaugh. He threw for 5000 yards in a sophomore year. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, Okay, so we got you back. Shane Trail is going to join, and he does have a play on Mark Andrews. Now, uh, those that haven't heard the tight end, who is a security blanket, I think it's probably good that Lamar Jackson hadn't played with him for a while, got lively more in the mix, and had to spread the ball around as opposed to going to a security blanket. Uh, But Andrews, his number is set at 35.5 at DraftKings for receiving yards, Amal, because he was a full participant in practice yesterday, and I believe Dustin said the same thing about today. So that's huge for the Ravens. No question about it. You talk about the comfort level that Lamar Jackson has with him. I don't think there's a player that relies more potentially outside of Patrick Mahomes on Travis Kelsey than Lamar Jackson does on uh, Mark Andrews this year. 544 receiving yards on the season. But Isaiah likely has emerged. So just keep that in the back of your mind if you're looking at betting the Mark Andrews prop potentially over uh, with likely being a factor also for that offense. All right. 
anything, big guy? Yeah, let's hear from Lamar Jackson while we get Shane set up on the phone because he was asked yesterday where we didn't know what uh, how Andrews would practice yesterday and today. He was asked what if he could get his tight end back. Um, a lot, you know. That's my, like I said, bread and butter. You know, big bro. But um, man, it it'll, it'll definitely mean a lot. You know, um, we already got guys who stepped up, like Likely. You know, Bait, Ob, Nelly, got Charlie, got all these guys that stepped up. Um, but with with, uh, with Mark and the, the type of guy he is, the the type of you know uh, caliber player he is, and what he brings to the table for us, it'll definitely mean a lot for us. There's Lamar. Why don't we, can we, do you want to tell Shane? We'll just do him the next segment. Yeah, we'll push him back. Okay, yeah, push him to 45. D block, if you want to get specific in television terms. But yeah, there's Lamar. Look, I do think that there is something to, you mentioned likely, but I think there's something to having to pull back that security blanket and now again spreading the ball around and this is the best weapons obviously Lamar's had spread the ball around a little bit and now adding the security blanket where he's not so dependent upon Mark Andrews I I think it's a perfect spot for the Ravens you know I found this when it came to the Ravens as well I was just taking a look first off did you know that the Ravens this year teams that were three games or better above 500 they were six and oh against those teams so against the good teams this year, Mall, and they won by an average of 26 points. That's dumb. Like, this is a team at Detroit, I can think of a, as a team that was, you know, playing good football, went down to Baltimore, and absolutely were outclassed in all three phases. But again, 6 and 0 against teams that were three games or better above 500 and won the Ravens by an average of 26 points. Wild. Well, this team has been dominant. You mentioned that victory against the Lions. I think that was a 38-6 to score. They held Miami to 19 points this year. Uh, they went to ball, excuse me, San Francisco. Baltimore dominated that football game. Late garbage score by the uh, 49ers in that one. This is a defense that hasn't given up more than 20 points. Uh, only, they only gave up that number four, four times this year. They have been thoroughly dominant in terms of what they've been able to do. One other quick note on Mark Andrews. In the last two playoff games for the Baltimore Ravens, he has been targeted 27 times in the postseason in two games. So if he's healthy enough to get out there, expect him to be able to get to his number because Lamar just talked about it. He's an important cog for him. And then you mentioned, it, Patrick, the additional weapons that this team has now. I think that helps them spread the ball around. I think that's why they've been so successful. You know, we've seen the last half a dozen years the run game be effective, but Lamar's ability to make plays in the passing game just as well has really catapulted this team into what I thought should have been the favorable or the, mo- the biggest favorite right now but uh san francisco is still the favorite uh, to win it fellas we talk about the key number of three and we talk about i'll just say the key number or the key move in sports betting period is off the three they're two and a half or up the three and a half but how about baltimore so baltimore has significant advantages and kansas city has superman okay well that's just an overview and tomorrow we'll get more into the game but how about this with lamar jackson dustin 22 and 6 ATS in his career, 6 and 1 this year when favored by 3 points or less. Okay? 22 and 6 ATS. When he's favored by 3 and a half or more, which is the situation on Sunday, 22 and 31 ATS. So that is a stark difference. Kills it three points or less as a favorite. Struggles three and a half or more as a favorite covering the number. Lamar Jackson. And who's on the other side this time? I think that matters. We just keep overlooking Andy Reid and Mahomes. Like they're not just going to figure out a way here to hang in the game. Like, I I don't know, man. I love the Ravens. I love Lamar. I've wanted that. I've been on them since the summer with you, Patrick. They were my favorite play for the Super Bowl. Lamar was my favorite bet for the MVP. I am nervous about the ticket this week because of what you just said and who they're facing this week. I have major concerns about covering that number. That's why as soon as it came out, I bet three and a half. And I thought, wow, I'm getting the best of the number because there's no way this doesn't get bet down to three. Somehow we're up to four. I don't know anything about the world anymore. I I think the one thing is as good as Mahomes. Don't ask Kyrie. I think when you look at Kansas City, their offense hasn't been great. I just mentioned earlier, they scored 25 more points this year than the Chargers did. They haven't done a ton. And even though they were effective against Buffalo, I don't think you're going to have a scenario where you wind up with only five third down attempts in that game against the Baltimore Ravens. And by the way, the Chiefs were only one for five on third down uh, in, in that one. And so... 
I don't know. I, I look at it and say, this is a different animal defensively. I don't know if there's any team that they faced off that comes even close to what the Ravens are defensively. Well, speaking of defense, the Ravens had the best scoring D in the NFL. You know who was number two? Dustin, quick. The Chiefs. Chiefs. Yep. Yeah, so the Ravens gave up 16 and a half. The Chiefs gave up 17.3. This number open 45. It's 44 and a half. Kansas City, 13 and six to the under this year. Baltimore, 9, 8, and 1 to the under this year. Under teams, the two best scoring defenses in football. The weather shouldn't be terrible. Actually, it's going to be quite mild, but I still do like the under. But now we're getting too much into We're getting too much into I, I really do want to have key, our big breakdowns tomorrow, but those are that's important to understand. These are the two best scoring defenses in football. Can, can, can I make a concession for the segment, segment ends? Of course. I started my top 10 list. Where, where do you think I ended before I got to Herbert? Number eight or nine? Number 10. Now I'm making a concession. I'm, I'm going to admit something. I, I might, have, might have spoke too soon. Might have spoke out of the wrong end. Uh, Mahomes, Lamar, Burrow, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, then Justin Herbert at seven. Okay. Who was eight? Uh, I was debating C.J. Strouder or Jordan Love. Yeah, I mean, he's a look. I think the, I think going into this season, guys, look, we're just screaming at each other. It's all for fun. But here's what I think I we serious. all would agree on. I hate you. I know. But here's what we would all agree on. I think going into this past year, the argument was, is he a top five guy? Yeah. Now the argument, it shifts to, is he a top 10 guy? Based on what you and Fezzik said, he very much is a top 10 quarterback, but this was an abysmal year. The Chief, the Chargers were 28th in scoring. They couldn't score. They were horrific offensively this year, and he wasn't great. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you got to think big picture about this, and he's going to be tremendous with Harbaugh. I took him over guys like Cousins. I took him over guys. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence took him over Dak. I do believe in the talent. It's not the talent. It's not the throwing ability. It's not the mechanics. It's not like being able to throw a deep ball and make all the throws an NFL quarterback has to make. My questions are, can he lift a team? Can he carry a team? Can he make those winning throws in the second half that put a team over the top, that close out a victory, or to come from behind and win? Those are my questions about him, and I think he has the perfect coach to get him over the top. Fair? Foul? What if I what if I just sat in silence all the time? <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> I, mean, no, no, I think he's finally come around. <laughs> what a what if I just he's not, conced- he's not conceding completely? But you know the one thing I look at. This is a guy, the team defensively, they've had a ton of injuries. There's few teams that have more injuries than the Chargers year in and year out. Josh Kelly and um, Austin Eckler were their top two running backs. Both of these guys average less than four yards per carry. I think when you look at any player, you have to evaluate as a collective, not just the quarterback. You look at the receiving core, like Joe Burrow is great, but he's got great receivers around him. And, and so I don't think it's fair to just judge based on the individual talent, but what you have as a collective as well. Here's the comp. And the, you, guys, you guys didn't like the donk they drafted out of TCU. So Telesco didn't help do him any favors, right? Well, he he didn't like catching the football. (laughs) He doesn't have great hands. I'll agree with it. (laughs) My my analysis may have been off. (laughs) But Williams injured. Look, it's going to be the cap situation's terrible as well. It's going to be an interesting situation with the Chargers, but I think they're going to win. We're coming back. Shane Trail, Handicapper next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. 
the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet five bucks, get 200 in bonus bets instantly at DraftKings when you use the promo code VSIN, V S I N. That's for new customers. So, again, five bucks gets you 200 in bonus bets instantly. Don't fret if you're already a customer with DraftKings, but every day, everybody gets a no-sweat, same-game parlay. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Okay, so one of the things you don't may not know about Dustin is when he's not stalking girls on TikTok, he is stalking handicappers on social media as well. He's a good talent scout, okay? As we welcome you back, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. And he found Shane Trail. So you can find Shane on Twitter at Shane Trail, and you can also find his work at Hall of Fame Fund. But he has been scouted by Dustin, and we welcome in Shane. First off, Shane, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Now, I see behind you, I know, born and raised outside of Philly, you've got your Terrell Owens jersey on the wall. So let's go, and Westbrook and Dawkins. Look at that wide shot. That looks nice. So let's go straight to the source on Sirianni. Do we have an answer? The assumption is he's going to stick around, but how about filling out the staff? I, I'm happy for what it looks like we're going to get. Um, Dolphins defense corner, uh, Vangio, Vic down there. That's going to be a huge upgrade for us. Our defense was just abysmal at the end of the year. I mean, the whole entire ending to that season was just horrible to watch. Every Sunday for me was just scary times. Uh, our offense coordinator, Brian Johnson, left as well. I'm happy he was a scapegoat. Our offense was terrible. I, I was one of the fans that went to every single game. I'm a season ticket holder, and I screamed at the top of my lungs to run the ball every time I could because it has stopped running the football with DeAndre Swift. And I hope to see Swift back next year as he's a free agent now. Were you, were you happy that they decided to, obviously you mentioned uh, getting rid of Brian Johnson, but uh, in terms of the coordinators and bringing Vic Fangio on, are you happy? Well, it's not official yet, but are you with the expectation? Would that satisfy you, you, you Eagle fans? Yeah, going that way, I think um, I think it's going to please us very well. There's a couple of memes going around on Twitter when the Dolphins lined up like 20 yards off the ball on third and long. And it's, that's what Jim Schwartz used to do to us. So I think we'll be used to it. And uh, I hope to see him uh, here soon. Okay, let's jump into the plays. You sent over a bunch, and we're going to start with a prop, Shane, because I think this is an interesting place to start before we get to the side and totals. Mark Andrews. So Mark Andrews is going to give it a go. He played. He was a full participant in practice yesterday. It looks like he practiced today as well. And you're going to go straight to the market as far as Mark Andrews receiving yards, and you're going to go over the total. I have it here of 35 and a half at DraftKings. Yeah, last I checked... Uh I saw 34 and a half at MGM. So I snagged that I, he was a full participant, which kind of really sold me. I was worried about that coming in, but uh, we're talking 90% uh, of the games this season. Uh, he's hit this and every single one, the only one he didn't hit this in is when unfortunately it happened um, against Cincinnati. He's achieved over 34 yards. He only got 23 yards in that Cincinnati game, but 
going back to last season in 43 games, he's hit this line in 85% of the game. So I'm, I'm happy to see that he's a full participant. He's looking to play. Also, the Chiefs, I, their linebackers are horrific in coverage. Nick Bolton uh, ranks near the bottom, uh, 45th, 50s um, out of 79 greatable linebackers in coverage. And Willie Gay, he's actually even worse, 75 out of 79. So these linebackers aren't going to necessarily – stop him it's mostly contained and that's kind of been the theme of this kansas city chiefs defense they average um five receptions to tight ends and about 45 yards to tight ends and the line's 43 and a half i'll be happy to take um a line of over their average shane this is your first time on the show and you're going to be part of breaking news so if you're just joining us this is sharp money presented by DraftKings. this is v sin the sports betting network the atlanta falcons have a new head coach it is being reported widely is it Bill Belichick? No, it is not Bill Belichick. Is it Mike Vrabel? No, it is not. The Atlanta Falcons plan to hire Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris as the team's next head coach. Amal Shaw, immediate reaction. I think it's a great hire for them, even though he's on the defensive side of the ball. I think what you see that's happened with the Rams defensively, the big challenge, guys, can they find someone to quarterback this team besides Desmond Ritter? Shane Trail, this is, look, you're just thrown right into media, thrust into it. You're now breaking news. It's not Belichick. I don't think he interviewed very well. He got two of them with the Falcons. It's going to be Raheem Morris. I like it. I think the Rams defense was pretty bad to start the year, but what they had, they also drafted pretty well. So if he had any say in the draft, um, I think it's a good thing to note, a small little thing there, but their defense kind of turns it off in the second half of the year. I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing. It never was really good, but like I said, from what he had, I think he did pretty well. I think I, I, as much as I've been harping on getting an offensive coordinator, marrying that coordinator with a quarterback, Dustin, we did say the two of us, uh, they, if I am going to hire a defensive minded guy, it's going to be Morris. Morris has a tremendous reputation. He's going to build a great staff. He's been waiting for that second opportunity and he finally gets it. He was like 33 when he got his first shot. This guy deserves another opportunity to lead a franchise. I think when you look at what he's done over the last few years, and I pointed out yesterday, the fact that for a season or two with Atlanta, he flipped from defense to offense and was a passing game coordinator for the Falcons just shows you that this guy can do anything in the football world. He's malleable. He, he obviously relates to his players and gets the most out of them because that Rams defense has Aaron Donald and just a bunch of like third and fourth round picks. It's not a special talent pool when it comes to the Rams defensive side of the football. I freaking Love this hire for Atlanta, mainly because it's not Bill Belichick. Okay, we'll get back to that. Raheem Morris is going to be in with the Atlanta Falcons. More here on Sharp Money at the top of the hour. Shane Trail. Shane, let's go back. You've got Mark Andrews over uh, as far as receiving yards. Ravens, money line, and also this number's up to three and a half, four. You'd lay the price as well. Yeah, I really like the money line here. Um, I signed it a little earlier, minus one, minus one seventy. But since 2012, playoff road teams who were an underdog in their previous game, but their opponent was bigger than a minus seven favorite in their game, one and eighteen on the money line. That's fading Kansas City here, and it gets even worse. Um, if the team is coming off a playoff game instead of a, div- a divisional wild card game, they're a one in twenty-five on the money line. So Kansas City finds itself in a one in twenty-five spot. I'll be backing them here in that situation. Shane, the game on Sunday in San Francisco uh, between the Lions and the uh, Niners. You lean towards San Francisco here, but you're going to kind of in-game this one. Tell us what you're looking for specifically in the in-game market. I I think the 49ers, the way they've been playing, have been one of the better in-game teams to trade. I mean, that Packers game, you can get them. I get the 49ers were plus even money when they were down late there. So, I mean... The Lions, for example, why I'm backing them live, uh, teams that are bigger than a seven or more underdog, and they achieved a little over 385 yards of total offense in their last game since 2021 are just four and 31 on the money line. So uh, that's going to be a good reason to fade the Lions money line here. It's a little steep now. So as I said, in game is the way to go. But Lions pass defense has been horrendous. Um they allowed Baker, uh, Dak Prescott, Stafford, and Mullins all to have over 8.5 yards per pass. Um, Kendall Vildor is just not a good corner. Cam Sutton, not a good corner. They're both, you know, top 100 in their positions. Purdy, he could potentially for 300 here. People, I mean, 350, 325. It's be shopping on Fandles around three to one. It's not bad, but I think this 
secondary gets torched. They're okay with letting up a lot of yards between the twenties and they're kind of a bend don't break team, but in the playoffs, you can't really do that, especially against a 49 er team that can run the ball so effectively. Great job, Shane. We're going to let you go just because of the breaking news, but at Shane Trail on Twitter, Handicapper, we're going to throw Shane's picks on the picks page as well. So tremendous stuff. Thank you, Shane. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Appreciate it, guys. Thank you again. Okay, good job, buddy. We uh, we do welcome you back here. And what we can say is this is kind of a shocker. Look, it was Bill Belichick's job. I think he was a $4 favorite at a bunch of shops. Arthur Blank met with Bill Belichick, the Atlanta Falcons owner. And then Belichick came in for another meeting with Falcons Brass. We talked about it all. Look, very important to understand. You're not hiring Bill Belichick. You're also hiring that aura that comes along with him. So the Falcons decide to stay away from the Belichick business and they go with Raheem Morris, the Rams defensive coordinator. Yeah, and also remember, guys, he spent six years in Atlanta previously working there as an assistant head coach, uh, wide receivers coach, and defensive coordinator, interim head coach as well. I think the familiarity with Arthur Blank made a, a key move in this decision. But Patrick, I think one other thing that you said, and it's been crucial in this, uh, is that Belichick would have overshadowed the team. And I don't think you need that. I think Morris has got the perfect disposition for what this team needs at this point in time. A guy who's a little yeah, bit... Good point. Good, good point on the familiarity. I totally forgot about his time with the Falcons. Yeah, and thanks. And... Um, to me, when you look at it, his personality, he's quieter, right? He's a little bit quieter leader. I think guys are going to relate to him. 47, 48 years old in that range. I, I think the youth movement that we're seeing in the NFL is glaring across the board. It's not an indictment of people that might be uh, advanced in age. It's just simply the ability to relate to guys. I, I know right now when we talk about music during the commercial break, you guys mentioned guys, and we don't have that much of an age difference. I don't even know how, who some of these guys are. So I think being able to relate, relate to younger players will have a positive impact on the team. One of the best reputations across the league amongst owners, coaches, and players, Raheem Morris. So you know he's going to be able to build the staff. And he is going, not Bill Belichick, Raheem Morris is going to be the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. More on that next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.